Well, grace and peace from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Point of Praise Family Life Center's virtual worship experience. We are so excited that you decided to connect with us on this morning, for we believe that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we have chosen to rejoice and be glad in it. For truly, we were glad when they said unto us, let us go into the house of the Lord. We'll enter into his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and enter into his courts with praise. And we'll be thankful unto him and we'll bless his holy name. For the Lord is good. His mercies are everlasting. His truth endure to all generations. Don't leave me out here by myself. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. We bless God on this morning. Come on, right where you are, wherever you are, if you're in your homes, uh, you're in your car, your living room, just begin to open your mouth and celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's so deserving of all the praise that we can give him this morning. I am so excited about the awesomeness of God. He has been so good to us, so gracious, so merciful, so kind, and we ought to praise him with the fruit of our lips. The Bible says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto the Lord God most high. So again, we welcome you here to the Point of Praise Family Life Center virtual worship experience. We are delighted to have you, and we thank God for my co-host that's joined the platform with me on this morning, our former lead pastor, Pastor J.B. Childs. We celebrate God for him, an awesome man. Good morning. In the God. Good morning, sir. Thank you for being back with us here uh, on this Amen. morning for our virtual experience. And we thank God for evangelist Annette, who we affectionately call Sister Annette. She's the director of our intercessory prayer ministry. Thank you for joining us again on this morning. Now, you all know Good what morning. we normally do. Good morning. How are you? Thank you now, for having you me. I'm honored to be here. Okay, it's good to have you here. Uh, listen, you all know what we normally do uh, at this time. We believe sharing is caring. So we ask everyone that's have joined with us on this morning, share this virtual worship experience uh, with your Facebook community. We believe that God is going to radically change individuals' lives. We're also asking you to stop whatever you're doing, get your families together, come together in the same room and worship God together, start a watch party, get individuals involved on this morning, get your pen, get your pad, because we believe we're going to say some things that are noteworthy, and we want to connect with you. We want to have merging hearts uh, on this morning. So please just gather everybody around. I believe this is going to be an explosive time and a powerful time of impartation, information, and inspiration. God is going to transform your life on this morning. Now, you all know also, this is our time where we meet and re-greet one another. So let's go right into the common area. Let's meet and greet one another on this morning. Those of you that are first-time guests, uh, please let us know that you're a first-time guest so we can welcome you to the Point of Praise Family Life Center's virtual worship experience. And also, we want to rush out a special gift to you. Let's see who's on with us on this morning. I see 
Sister June, good morning. God bless you. Mother Childs, we thank God and we praise God for our first lady, Mother Dorothy Childs. Come on, let's celebrate God for her. Let's get some hearts up, some hearts and some thumbs up. And we thank God for our senior pastor, uh, Pastor Childs. Come on, let's give him some love, some thumbs ups and some hearts. And my lovely wife, Lady Shamika Brown, those hearts should be flying up in the air. We thank God for Mother Audrey and Brother Alfred. Thank God for you. God bless you this morning. Deacon Holland, we celebrate God for you. Mother Joyce Williams, all the way from the Carolinas. God bless you. He stays connected with us and we thank God for her. We love you so much. Thank God for Sister Priscilla. And thank God for Mother Giles. God bless you. Thank God for Mother Carol Henderson. Good morning, all of you. God is so awesome. Mother Shorter is on. God bless you. We got Mother Shorter on Facebook Live. I love to see Mother Shorter's name come up on the Facebook Live platform. God bless you, Mother Shorter. God bless you, Sister Alex. You're so faithful and committed and dedicated. Welcome. God bless you this morning. Uh, Sister Anderson, God bless you. Good to have you with us on this morning. We're so excited to have all of you. I might have missed some names, you know, but we love you. We appreciate you. And we thank you for connecting with us on this morning. Now, listen, there may be something that resonates in your spirit while we're doing this time of interaction, this time of uh, interaction, conversational sermon um delivery on this morning there may be something that resonates in your spirit and you want us to pray with you concerning a particular area you can send your prayer request to 8845-209-1303 and just write in the message area put request and we'll receive your prayer request and you also you can put it right here on a um in our common area, we have a powerful intercessory prayer team. We pray every Tuesday and every every Thursday, and we also pray during the week, and we would like to come in agreement with you. We believe supernatural things happen when the men and women of God come together and pray. Well, it's time to dive into the Word of God. I am so excited about our teaching on this morning. Last week, we had some technical difficulties. I believe we outdid CNN on last week. We know CNN, they have technical difficulties every now and then, but last week we, we beat them and we, we couldn't get through uh, our whole sermon presentation on last week, but thank God for another chance. It's nothing like another chance. We thank God for another chance. And we believe that God, the Holy Spirit, has given us something to deliver to you on this morning. So this morning, we're going to minister from the subject matter, the laborers are coming. The laborers are coming. Now, we began a series um, a couple of weeks ago entitled, It's Harvest Time. Now, when we began this series, we began talking about the love of God and that the, the love that God has for his people, according to John 3 and 16, where it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And one of the points that we brought out 
in that particular uh, lesson is that God loved the world, meaning people so much that he got involved with the world by sending his gift, sending a gift, his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, into the world to redeem mankind back into himself. And then fo the following week after that, uh, we begin to teach on God's original intent to reconcile mankind back unto him. And then last week, we begin to speak about the harvest and what the harvest was. And then we were beginning to talk about uh, the laborers and who the laborers are, and we just got cut off. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to pick back up from that particular um, point centered around the laborers uh, on this morning. Now, listen, those of you that are watching, again, this is an interactive time of delivery. So we ask you to respond to the questions that's going to come on the screen. We'll get to some of your responses. We may not get to all of them, but we want you to respond. We want you to participate in this time of ministry. Let's give our text for this morning, uh, Deacon Holland, if you don't mind. Let's go to Matthew, the ninth chapter, and I believe it's verse number 37 through uh, verse number 38. It says, then saith then saith he, now this is Jesus talking, then saith he unto his disciples, listen what he says. He says, listen, the harvest truly is plenteous. In other words, Jesus was saying the harvest is right now. It's not in the future, but the harvest is right now. But we have a problem here. But the laborers are few. He said, this is what I need everybody to do. I need you to pray ye therefore to the Lord of the harvest, it's God's harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. Now, let's, let's, let's start out with a question. Let's pose a question on this morning just to get us started. And this, this question is more point specific. Um, what would you say took place in previous seasons that has caused us to be in this now season of harvest because Jesus said the harvest is, meaning the harvest is right now and the harvest is in the future. The harvest is. So there had to be something that transpired in order for a harvest to occur. Um, so uh, um, Pastor JB, what would you say took place in previous seasons that has caused us as a ministry, the point of praise, to be in this now season of harvest? Well, obviously there, there's been sowing, you know, um, harvest only comes because you've, you, you've sown seeds, you put seeds out there, <clears throat> excuse me. And if I can, you know, go back and think about just the history of this church, I mean, we are, you know, 80 plus years old and we were may have been very small at some points, but there were people who who sowed seeds, and those seeds were about time. It was about their treasure, it was about their talent, and they sow seeds in ways that you know there are people on this call right now who are actually part of previous harvests because of the seeds that have been you know thrown out. Those of you know that got saved in the in the fifties, in the sixties. I mean, we're talking from some of you before you were even a, a gleam in your, your mom and daddy's eyes. I mean, we, we, we had people who understood what it was to 
love Jesus and that there was with that a real call for us to reproduce uh, anything that's alive, anything that's, uh, that's viable will reproduce itself. That's what life does. That's what God has created in each of us. And uh, yeah, I think the harvest that we're talking about now is yet another season, as you as you talked about, that we have thrown seeds out. Those seeds, again, historically have been in things like uh, uh, home groups or small groups, a concept that we grabbed a hold of in the 70s. Um, you know, we, we talk about a food ministry and pantry that literally has been going on for decades, youth programming, you know, and just, just the last thing I will say is that on this particular note, as you think about the, the sacrifice that was made at the turn of the century, it's kind of interesting to think about that. But back when we were thinking about, hey, how do we expand in such a way that people will come into a, a, a building and, and be able to, to do that? There are people who literally sacrifice you know, um, salary in order for us to be here and to be able to reach out to other people. So the sown seeds are what we're talking about. That's amazing. Uh, one of the great things you said is that there was seed sown previously. That's that's why we can be at this 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 time of harvest right now. And there are even some individuals on our Zoom platform right now that's not on our Facebook Live platform. They were a part of sowing those seeds. And what I want us to do, I want us to take a moment uh, to celebrate the individuals that sowed seeds in previous seasons, because what that says is, is that our ministry has been working. Um, so we can't say we haven't been doing anything. And that's what I want to encourage us this morning and let us know, listen, we have been working. That's why we can arrive at this harvest time is because seeds has been sown from generation to generation to generation. Now, I need you all to do me a great big favor so we can celebrate the individuals that have played a major part in sowing seeds in previous seasons. I want you to give them some hearts and some thumbs up so the world can know that we've been working. Glory be to God. And we thank God for willing workers, hard workers, individuals that have made sacrifices, individuals that have toiled the soil so we can uh, arrive to this, this now season. I don't know if you all realize it yet, but I'm super excited about this because I believe it's our time right now. Just put it in the comment area. Glory Amen. to God. I feel like speaking in tongues. It's our time right now. This could be a good Amen. time to be in the sanctuary because if we're in the sanctuary on today, I'll be pulling, snatching wigs off and pulling out weaves this morning because the anointing of God is penetrating because this is encouraging because I believe that God has strategically positioned our ministry in such a way that we can be a beacon light in our in our region. Glory to God. So let me ask you this question, um, Sister Annette. Being that um, it's harvest time, being that it's our now season, how can we position our ministry to have a harvesting culture where this is a lifestyle? Because I don't believe harvesting um, is an event. I believe it's a lifestyle. It's not centered around just a particular day of having an outreach event, an outreach program, but I believe that we should be discerning opportunities on a daily basis on how 
to bring in the harvest. So how can we position our ministry to have a harvesting culture? This is who we are as a, as a body of baptized believers. Glory be to God. I think the first thing that we have to do, you just said it, we got to renew our mind. We have to realize that ministry is a lifestyle. This is who we are. We don't wait for the mic. We don't wait to be invited someplace. We live ministry. We are continuing to reap the seeds that were sown from decades ago. Those seeds were tested, believe you me. The ground sometimes was not that fertile. They had to be watered, they had to be fertilized, and we are the beneficiaries. Our leaders have led a lifestyle of ministry, of faith. They have lived a life of great love that we have now benefited from. And that is the culture that we need to propagate. That is who Christ is. God is love. And we have to continue in that vein. This ministry is here because we have been taught how to love. We have the heart of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We see ourselves as people who are called. If you don't see yourself as a laborer, you can't labor. So we have to renew our mind, not only to what being a laborer is, but that it is a lifestyle. It's something that we do and we need to continue in that vein, harvesting from the love that lives within us from the Holy Spirit and showing that love to people. You know, while you were talking, one of the things the Holy Spirit just dropped in, in, in my heart, he said, what we need to do at, at the point is we just need to reestablish the culture that was already set. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's nothing new. We just have to tap into what was already established. I'm looking here in the chat area and our senior pastor said we have re we had religious education um that was sown into the youth of back in previous seasons and pastor jb even put in the comment area we were part of the ulster county fair and weekly set up at the ymc ymca see there were things that were already established and we don't have to reinvent the wheel all we have to do is tap back into it glory be to god all we have to do is dig the well again because there's just been some bricks that's been thrown on the wells that were dug in previous seasons and we just have to redig those ancient those ancient wells and tap into that water that river of the spirit just like in when Ezekiel had a vision and the water began to to move from from within the temple and it went from their their ankles and up to their knees and around their waist until the water consumed the community and i believe with all of my heart that in this season we're about to tap into a reservoir and it's going to be released out of our sanctuary it's going to be released off our social media platforms and that river is going to flow into our, our communities it's going to flow into the into the marketplace it's going to flow into those areas in which we have influence and we're going to reap this end time harvest not for ourselves but for the kingdom of god now listen in this text this text is about uh connectivity it's about connectivity it's not about herding a group of people uh in like cattle but it's about connecting with them in a long-term 
relationship. As we go into the harvest field, we're not just trying to bring people in, but we want to build relationships with these individuals. We want to connect with these individuals. We want to disciple them and develop them because I believe with all of my heart that there's a grace on our ministry to take people's lives to the next level, whether it's their finances, whether it's their family, their children, their marriage, their business, whatever it may be. So we're not just looking to say, okay, we went out into the, into the field. We brought these individuals in. Okay. What are you doing with these individuals? Uh, do, have you built a relationship with, and that's what this platform is about. It's not about having church on this virtual platform. It's about being the church. It's really not about social media. It's about social ministry. It's about connecting with individuals so that we can help them. We can come alongside them and foster their dreams, their goals, their aspirations, and cause them to develop a better relationship with God. Now, uh, where could, uh, Pastor JB, where can the points harvest be located? Where can our harvest be located? Because we don't want to just go out into the harvest field um, haphazardly. We want to be uh, strategic in what we do. We want to be targeted in what we do. So where can our harvest be located um, as a ministry? Because as you said, in previous seasons, there were seeds sown. So let's begin to identify specifically where these seeds were sown and where we were effective in previous seasons so we can tap back into those areas and then also identify some new areas where where we may have already built relationships but we have not maximized those relationships hmm. well you know if you if you think about just naturally you can only harvest where you've thrown seed and if you think about it part of it i believe you know, Annette talked about the 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 aspect of kind of a mind shift and and being able to make sure that our mindset is that of a laborer, and and I really do believe that's part of what Jesus was talking about. You know, the harvest is plentiful, the labors are few. That was a statement that just is a reality, and it's reality that we live with. But you'll notice that he said, "Pray to the Lord of the harvest," not necessarily to send more laborers but that you would send the laborers that you have into the harvest. And to me, wow. we've got to be thinking, have I, where have I thrown seeds? I've been walking, I've been, you know, we've been, you know, um, for example, we, we have our, the truck that comes periodically um, and literally hundreds of people come through. Have we sown seeds there or have we just given food? And if we've sown seeds, then that's a place where we can harvest. Um, you talked about last week, uh, Pastor Brown, you know, kind of this notion of as we're going, are we sowing seeds? Because it's possible to live life. It's possible to be in relationship. Well, my hope is that, that even though it's possible, it's not probable. But my hope is that as we are in relationship for, with people, um, you know, sometimes it's just for a season and it definitely needs to be for a reason. Um, and I, I think that we've got to, are we sowing seeds? Are we letting people see how Jesus makes a difference in the lives that we're living? Doesn't exempt us from what we're going through as a nation, doesn't exempt us from what the pandemic does in the world, 
but it changes how we are we throwing that seed. And if we are, then those are the places that we go back to, to harvest. You can't harvest where you've not thrown seed. Wow. You know, it's amazing. You made a statement centered around the food truck and during the pandemic, we used to just uh, do, um, I don't want to use just because that makes it seem not that important, but we used to do the food truck just once a month. But when the pandemic hit because of the crisis, we added a, another day. So we, we, we did it twice a month and I, I believe we still do it twice a month. Of course, with the winter season, it's a little bit more um, difficult where we provide tons of food. I believe it's like 48,000 pounds of food to the Hudson Valley region. And that's so exciting. Um, the Holy Spirit said something to me a couple of weeks ago. It's funny you mentioned this. What he said to me is that you can do outreach without doing evangelism. In other words, we can be giving all this food out, but not really ministering to anybody. And so now what we have to do is we have to look at this as a harvest field because we have hundreds of individuals. It, it may be, you know, within a two month period, it may be up to thousands right now because of the need. And, and we have to say, okay, let's shift from just giving them food, but asking God to raise our level of discernment so we can begin to drop seeds into the lives of these individuals so that they can connect with Jesus Christ. We're displaying who Christ is by feeding them, but now let's make sure we go from displaying to connecting. And that's what I want us to see this morning is that we have to make sure that we're we're connecting and sister annette you said something so powerful is that we have to allow god to transform our minds there has to be a paradigm shift in our thinking so that we can realize and recognize hold on it's time for us to bring this in now it's time for us to put the sickle uh, out into the field and pull into this harvest because we've been working, we've been laboring, we've been sowing seed. It might have not been the many, it might have been the few for a season, but the great thing is there have been laborers. Jesus didn't say there weren't any laborers. He just said there, there was a few. And what I believe he was doing, he was trying to teach the disciples a lesson and he was preparing them for what he was about to do in Matthew, the 10th chapter, where he called them to himself and he began to make them apostles. And then he gave them what their assignments would be as disciples and going out into the vineyard. And I believe that what God is doing right now, he's utilizing this, this lesson, this series to pull us aside, to stir us up, to cause a momentum shift so we can recognize the work that's already been done and the role that we play in reaping this harvest. Now, Sister Annette, I want you to give us a definition in your own way. And those of you that are, are with us, please, please, Please share. I pray that you are enjoying. If you're enjoying this, give us some thumbs up and some hearts. And while Sister Annette is answering this particular question, you can put your comments right in the comment area. Sister Annette, I want you to define what a laborer is. You were doing such a great job on last week and, and we got cut off and you stirred my spirit up and I didn't even realize we were cut off. I kept talking to the screen and to Deacon Holland had to let me know, pastor, there's nobody there. 
anymore. <laughs> Sister Annette, define what a laborer is. I would put it, I would put it this way. A laborer is someone who recognizes that they have a work to do. A laborer is someone who recognizes that not only do they have a work to do, that they have been equipped, that they are able to do that work in their strength, but most importantly, as pertains to what we're talking about, they are working with the anointing. We have an anointing. We have the Holy Spirit. You are not out there on your own. That, that is what we forget. And that kind of paralyzes us. And we are seeing spiritual atrophy because we are not using the gifts that God gave us. We don't compare. We don't wait for opportunities. I'm glad you gave me this opportunity. But each and every one of us has to recognize we are equipped. We are called. We are equipped. The spirit of the living God lives in us. He is the power. He is the guide. He is the teacher. And every day, each of us are given an opportunity to labor. Every day, as you go to the bodega, as you fill your tank, as you grab your coffee, there is an opportunity. There are lines everywhere. You know, there's an opportunity. And it's not a stretch to say more than a hello. There, there are openings that God opens and there's a void for you to speak. So I see myself and I hope everyone sees themselves as a laborer ordained. I have an assignment. I have a harvest. I have the people that God has given to me that he wants me to speak to. And he, I activate my vocal cords. Glory be to God. We have a voice. God gave us a <laughs> voice to create. And we have to use that voice. Labor with your voice. Ooh, you said something real key and real powerful. Well, two things that, that really stuck out to me. Number one is we are anointed for this. Won't you all type that in the in the comment area? Just, just put in the comment area, I'm anointed for this. There's an anointing on you as as a laborer and then you you don't even realize you made a declaration or maybe you do realize you, you said uh activate your voice glory to god i felt an anointing on that and right now i declare and decree that your voice has been activated by the power of the holy spirit you have something to say. You have a powerful message. You have a testimony. You have a message of hope that's down on the inside of you and individuals need to hear your story. All you have to do is do life and tell your story. Do life on a daily basis and tell your story. You don't have to yell. You don't have to scream. You don't have to holler. All you have to do is have a calm conversation with someone about what Jesus has done in your life. And I'm telling you right now, Jesus said the harvest is. That means it's, the field is already prepared. Individuals are ready. He's already softened their hearts. He's already softened their minds. This pandemic have taken people for a loop. People have gone through. They've been they are stressed out. They're feeling lonely. They're depressed. They're, they're isolated. They don't know which way to go. And you have that message of hope that has the potential to radically change 
somebody's life. Now, I have a definition, and Pastor JB, I want you to uh, listen to my definition, and I want you to respond to it. Uh, but I need to go into the comment area because we have some individuals that are making uh, some statements here. Okay, they're just responding to to uh, what I've I said. All right, this is my definition for what a labor is. Hard workers with a tenacious attitude that are not afraid to get dirty. Again, hard workers with a tenacious attitude that are not afraid, not afraid to get dirty. What does that say to you, Pastor JB? Well, again, I think it's, uh, it, it connotes the fact that laborers are not just laborers in name, but in deed. I mean, we, mm. we've got to be doing something. I mean, you know, it, it's very simple. You know, if somebody, people are often given the title of what they're doing. And so if you are laboring, you are a laborer. And I think that that's... Uh, I, I think that's really what what the essence of this the scripture is saying to us is that you know if we look at Jesus's example, and again I, I believe that we, we've got to be real clear, and I and I hope and I'm not I'm not taking this a, 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 to to askew here. You can bring me back if I no, am. No, you're fine. But, but as I think about um, you know this idea, laborers are people who. As they're going, we'll be we'll be throwing those seeds, and 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 as you talked about, we're sharing our story. But even more importantly, if you look at what Jesus did, you know, he he again he taught, he proclaimed the gospel, and I think that you know, the gospel is that that is what is going to that's the good news, and it, you know, to un, for people to understand, here's how the fact that Jesus lives. That he 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 was born. He died for my sin, very personally, and because he died for my sin, and then he rose up and conquered death. That is great news, and here's how it has changed my life. So important. And the the only other thing I would add, and this has probably been on my my heart this week, is that you know, last week you you wonderfully went to John three sixteen, which can be so familiar that we don't understand. We don't really continue to grasp the power of the fact that that God loved. And, and if we can in love really put out that gospel message of Jesus's birth, death, and resurrection, and that your entry into this family is free, it's already paid. It is, and in fact, if we can tie into those of you that have been in the, the study that that senior pastor did from Galatians, this ain't something you can work for. The laborers that we're talking about are working because that's what Jesus said. We had to make disciples. It's not working to be in the family. It's working because we are in the family. And what our family does is work. We work. It, it, and, and to get people to understand that gospel message of Jesus and the fact that, you know, it's by grace that we're saved and that's, that's it. You know, it's not about your works because... If we could do it by works, then why did Jesus even have to die? If we can give people that great news that you can't work for this, it's already done. God loves you more than you could ever think about it. And that, you know, I mean, just he loves us beyond what we could imagine. And there's nothing we could do to make him love us more, nothing that we could do to make him love us less. Do you understand how powerful that message is? And if, if, 
the, the thing I will say is that when we can understand and give that message, and when and when grace is most apparent, God is most attractive. When grace is most apparent, God is most attractive. So that's what laborers are doing. They're, they're going out and doing that. Wow, that's, man, that's so powerful. Everything that you said, I, I, I diddle it. Um, and something stuck out while you were talking is that when you said this, it's not just our story that we're, we're sharing, but we're sharing his story, the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and we have to, to realize that the news that we share as it pertains to the kingdom of God, it's good news. It's a we can be excited about it. We can smile about it. We don't have to frown. You know, sometimes I watch individuals face Facebook live and I'm, and I'm not throwing off on, on anyone and, and their, their face is mean and they're, they're pounding and they're pointing. And, and I'm saying to myself, hold on, this is good news. You don't have to be mad about this. Glory be to God. You can smile. You can laugh. This is good news. The good news is that the bad news is wrong. The good news is, is that we have a savior that can snatch us out of sin. We have a savior that if we connect with him, we have been redeemed, glory be to God, from the curse of the law. We've been redeemed from the penalty of sin and we can be reconnected back to God. That's good news. That's yeah. exciting. This message of That's salvation right. is very exciting. Yes, sir. Um, someone in, in the comments asked, how can we like, you know, sow seeds during this pandemic though? And it just reminds me of something we talked about uh, last week after after uh, our, our, our time together. I, I mean, I just, I don't know, I'm hoping you'll share because that question, I think, uh, I think Natalie in the comments asked, well, how, how can we sow seed during a pandemic? You know, I'm glad you opened that door uh, for me to share it. Um, like we were talking on last week when we realized we were cut off. You ain't realized we were cut off till I was in the car. We, you was like, oh, you in the car. <laughs> and one of the things I was sharing with you is that um, you was like, what are you on your way to do? And I said, I'm, I'm going to work out um, because there's a young man that I'm, I'm discipling that you know, he loves working out. I love working out. So, you know, this is his day off. So we're going to meet at the gym and we're going to work out. And I disciple him during the week while I'm working out. And one of the things I share with you is that, you know, it's important that we just do life during the pandemic. We, we do life, what, whatever we enjoy doing, we do that. And God will present opportunities for us to share during that particular time. He gives us opportunities every day. A lot of times we just miss the opportunity because we don't perceive it as an opportunity to share good news. I mean, we're working out, we're lifting weights and during the time that we're in a pause, we're talking about scripture. Right now I have him reading the book of Matthew. So we, we talk about the book of Matthew and then he's, he's taking it upon himself to start reading the book of Genesis. So we talk about some things in the book of Genesis and then I reel them back to the book of Matthew. And the exciting thing happened on last week uh, when I went to the gym, he had one of his coworkers that was there 
And I was like, listen, let's let's work out together. And his coworker said, you know what? You know, I need to chime in. I need to be on the platform um, with you all because I, I need to be uh, at a place where I can understand what's being taught. I need someone to be able to communicate in a way that that I can understand what they're saying, somebody I can trust, somebody that's going to keep it real uh, with me. So we were able to just, just connect with him real quick. Now we're fostering, we plan on fostering that relationship. So I would say to the young lady that asked the question, you know, just do life on a, on a daily basis. Those things that you enjoy while you're going about your daily affairs, just be sensitive to opportunities that God will afford um, you and take advantage of those opportunities and begin to share because people are lonely now. They're isolated. They're open to a good conversation right now. You can crack a good joke, open the door uh, to plant that seed. Individuals want to connect with other good, loving, kind people. The field has been set up for seeds to be sown. And I, and I pray, I, 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 are, are there any more questions? I mean, I'm on a roll today. So y'all, <laughs> so do, do you all agree with that? If we just do life on, on, on a daily basis, because I believe this even leads into my, to my next question that I was going to ask, where are we specifically asking for God to send, send laborers? Um, before you answer that, it, I want to celebrate the few. I want to celebrate the few because Jesus didn't say um, that there were any there weren't any laborers. He just said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And we've we have some individuals in our ministry that have been working. They've been laboring. They're faithful. They're consistent. And I want to take time out to celebrate them and let them know we recognize your labor. We recognize your hard work. We recognize your consistency, but now we just want to take it to another level because what Jesus was saying is, listen, there's a lot of people out here in the field. We just need more. We just need more workers. That's that's all he's saying. And he's saying, pray that 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 the Lord of the harvest will send forth some more laborers. That's all. That's all he's really saying. And and if you look up that word send forth in the Greek. What it means is one of the um, definitions of it is uh, I'm going to make them go out. I'm going to force them to go mm. out. And I believe this pandemic has forced us to do some things that we wouldn't ordinarily do. <laughs> he, 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 he's created platforms for us to reach the masses. He's put us in positions of uncomfortability. And he's brought us out of our comfort zone into our creative zone. I believe that God is thrusting us out, which is one of the meanings of the word sent forth. And then he's making us go out. He's 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 making us um go into these areas of familiarity where we can sow seeds. Now 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 I want you all I, I want you all sister Annette I want where should we specifically be asking for God to send laborers? Because I'm gonna ask you to pray in just a moment. Where are we specifically asking God to send laborers? Yes. We are specifically asking God to send us to those places that he predestined us to be in. They are good works that he prepared beforehand, 
He already knows where he wants us positioned. Like you said, there are platforms now. Now, everything, of course, there's balance. I'm not saying we should all just set up a camera and just begin. A lot of people are doing that with no accountability and words that are going forth sometimes are not what God is saying. But this is a great time for us to, re to reach masses all over the world. FaceTime, TikTok, all these different platforms. And I believe that this is a season for us to be discipled properly. So this is a time for proper accountability, proper discipling, and then we can be set forth and let loose, so to speak, into the platforms to reach the masses. We spoke about an area at the point specifically, I believe that we have a harvest at the food truck and at the pantries on Saturday. That is an area that I see has been untapped. So that's a specific area where we can maybe put in little scriptures in the bags or speak. I mean, it's hard when you're giving out. A smile is great, but the smile may not win them to Christ. We need scriptures and we, you know, we second guess ourselves sometimes. Oh, they're going to throw them away. They're not going to read them. We don't know that. And we have to continue creating opportunities, utilizing opportunities. I still go out. We have Zoom platforms with the women at Serenity. We are continuing specifically to minister to those people. And I believe there are workshops that we can speak in at, on, on the point um, platform for men, for women, for the youth. We can utilize the platforms that are available for us. I think this is the era of technology. We're going to reach more people. Many people are at home. They're willing to log in. During the day, I see a lot of people on there sending texts and pods and you know, so we can specifically target the people who are in the home, but some of us still go out. And God has specifically shown me. So I'm asking that God open your eyes, each and every laborer. God can open your eyes to the field or the harvest that he has for you on whatever platform that he may have for us. And this is very specific. This is job specific. Some people are still attorneys. They go to the courtrooms. Some people are in the jail system so this is specific for that labor and god can open your eyes and broaden your horizon and show you more areas that you can labor in now we're getting ready getting ready to pray because i i, I believe with, with all of my heart and that we have um laid a great foundation and and what we're going to do is sister net i'm going to have you pray for the laborers. And then um, Pastor JB, what I want you to do is I want you to lead individuals into this relationship with Jesus Christ so that they can be recruited as laborers so that they can be a part of the team. Because I believe we have individuals that's watching us uh, on this morning that they say, I want to be a part of that team. I, I, I want to connect with the body of Christ. I wanna be a part of, of the kingdom of God. I, I've heard the good news today and I want my life transformed and I, I wanna be a part of this winning team. And so Sister Annette, I want you to pray for the laborers and then Pastor JB, I want you to take a moment to lead in the individuals into the family 
of Jesus Christ. Okay, go ahead, Sister Annette. You can you can pray first for the laborers, and then we're going to pass it along to Pastor JB. And I'm gonna wrap it up. Thank you, Father God. We come before you now, Father. We are so grateful that you have shown us your mercy, your grace. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for sending your son. Thank you, God, that you have called us to co-labor with your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, that you have deemed us worthy. We thank you that our righteousness is from you, that every handwriting against us was nailed to the cross, that there is no condemnation for those who are in your son, Jesus Christ. So, Father, we thank you that you have qualified us we thank you that you have given us gifts. We thank you that you have given us the gift of our voice. We thank you that you have given us the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, the power that we need, that you have endowed us with power from on high, that we are able, Father God, to do this great work. So we bless you on this morning. We ask you to renew our minds as to our roles. Father, open our eyes to see the harvest that you have put before us. We thank you for your wisdom, but most of all, we thank you for your great compassion. So we speak now, Father, as one people, that we are here, we are ready. Send us, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever think or ask. And we are asking that you partner with us, oh God, in this great work that we see you as a partner and we recognize you, God, and we are willing and able. So we thank you for this day. Activate, Father. Create a fire in our belly. Create a fire underneath us, oh God. Anoint us afresh for this great work. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we receive by faith a new anointing for evangelism. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God praise and thanksgiving for this time of, of prayer. I believe there's an anointing going. We're thanking God for, for new labors, individuals that are, are partnering with us and, and winning this end time harvest. Pastor G, JB, would you just lead individuals to, to Christ? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you may be here on this call today uh, and, and you're kind of listening some of it you may not even understand, but there may have been already something going on in your life that has brought you here today. Um, or, or perhaps you're in a, in a state where you're realizing that, wow, what I'm doing is really just not working. I mean, it just keeps resulting in me going down and, and, and things not going well. You may realize again that there are enough things that you've done or not done that if you understand the fact that there has to be a payment for the sin, the things that we do that are not what God would have us to do, that's put you in a perfect place to ask God for, for forgiveness, to ask God to give you the benefit of Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. And, and Jesus sacrificed because whenever there is something that's done wrong, there must be a payment for it. The wages of what we do that are against God's law uh, there, there's, there's a payment for that. And the wages of sin is death, the Bible says. And that death can be in relationships. That death can be to parts of our life. And you may be experiencing that death. But here's the good news today. Jesus already died and paid for you. And if you accept the fact that you, in fact, have, you, you grieve God's heart, 
you you've 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 hurt him by doing things that he said don't do and you realize that you know what i want to be back in relationship with him i i want i want to be able to love god as he loved me today is the perfect day for you just to simply accept the fact that you and you you you're a sinner as we all as we all are but that we can believe that jesus christ died for me you can believe that he died for you and then we can with our mouth say i accept Jesus's payment on my behalf for the things that I did wrong. That is simply what you need to do. And so I'm just going to ask you to to follow a simple prayer. You know, again, it's not in my words, but it's really when you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. So just say something like, "God, I accept the fact that I've been disobedient to your will and to your way, that I am a sinner." And I believe that Jesus died for me. I accept that he died for me and took my penalty and today I'm giving my life to him in return. I confess with my mouth these things and today I am saved from the penalty of sin and from the propensity to sin. That right there, even though you may feel nothing different at this moment, has brought you into the family of God simply because of that decision. And I'm Pastor Brown's going to give you some some information as to how you can connect with us here at the point so that you can continue to understand and learn what does it mean to be a child of God, to be a king's kid. Pastor Brown. Thank you both so much for that prayer. Listen, if you just received Jesus Christ into your life on this morning, I need you to do me a great big favor. I need you to text us. I need you to text this number 845-209-1303. Again, that's 845-209-1303. And right in the message area, put the word NEWB, N-E-W-B. And someone from our aftercare team is going to get in contact with you within the next 24 to 48 hours to come alongside you and help you with your Christian walk. And today we want to welcome you into the body of Christ. Come on, right in the comment area, let's welcome them into the body of Christ, those individuals that have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior right now. And then those individuals that will look at the broadcast later on and repeat this prayer that Pastor JB prayed and will receive Jesus Christ at that time. Come on, let's welcome them into the body of Christ. And then you may be watching and you want to connect with the wonderful things we're doing here at The Point. See, what these virtual platforms have allowed us to do is be able to connect with individuals from around the world. And you say, you know what, this ministry I want to be a part of, I, I feel a connection. I believe I can grow there. I believe my family can grow there, my finances, my business, my career. I can develop and become a more mature believer in the things of God. I can come tap into what my assignment is into the earth. You want to become a part of this ministry. You want to partner with us. Distance doesn't matter anymore. What I need you to do is I need you to take time out right now and text 845-209-1303. Again, 845-209. 1303 and right in the message area, put the word join, 
J-O-I-N. And someone from our aftercare team will contact you and help you with the next steps of becoming a part of the Point of Praise Family Life Center. Now, there's been some individuals that's been expressing their interest in being a part of the ministry. And so you take those steps too, so we can hone in on you and recognize, okay, this, this individual is, is really serious about being a part of this ministry because we wanna stay connected with you. We wanna bring you into our family and so that you can get the DNA of who we are and we can bring you through the next steps. We love you so much. We appreciate you all. Now, listen, you've heard of the wonderful things that we do here at the Point of Praise. You've heard about the food truck. You heard about the Serenity House where we minister uh, to women that's in transition, drugs and alcohol. Uh, they've had experience with drugs and alcohol and all that we do there and the food pantry that we have. Listen, that food truck that comes once a month, now twice a month, it, it takes $1,500 a month to be able to do that. So now you times that times two, that's $3,000. And then the other outreach things that we do, we have this solar field, what I believe 3,570 panels where we provide solar energy for the Hudson Valley region. We're doing some amazing things here at the point. I said all that to say this, this is good ground. You wanna sow a seed into this, this ministry. And I guarantee you, you're gonna reap a harvest in your life. And so we, what we ask individuals to do right now, we, we ask you to, to take this time out to partner with us in our, our evangelistic, our outreach efforts by either returning your tithe, which is a 10% of everything that the Lord has blessed you with. And listen, he's promised you divine protection. He's pr pr promised you that he'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you have room enough not to receive. He will rebuke the, the plans, the tricks, and the schemes of the enemy. And we know the offering is the seed that you sow and God will multiply your seed. The liberal soul shall be made fat. God will increase you more and more, even your children and your children's children. This is how you can give. You can text 845-253-9216. You can text again, 845-253-9216. And right in the message area, put the amount that the Holy Spirit will lead you to give, whether it's $100, $1,000, $10,000, $5, $2, whatever it may be. We ask you to sow that seed on today and we're going to pronounce the father's blessing over your life also you can give via give plus which is a mobile app you can download that app on your cell phone and look up the point of praise family life center and you can give your seed that way or return your tithe that way these are all secure platforms so again you can text your offering or your tie to 845-253-9216. Right in the message area, put the amount that the Holy Spirit will lead you to give. Or you can download the Give Plus app and look up Point of Praise Family Life Center and you can sow your gift that way. Don't hide behind these platforms and say, well, nobody is going to see what I'm doing. I don't have to give. I don't have to sow. God sees what we're all doing. And if you feel a connection here, you should sow into this ground. Glory be to God. And I believe that God will supersede every one of your expectations. 
according to Ephesians 3 and 20. It lets us know that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever ask or think according to the power that works on the inside of us. Well, we thank you for your time. We thank you for partnering with us. This has been amazing. I believe we've made God proud on today. Thank you, Pastor JB, for being with us. Thank you, Sister Annette, for being with us. Both of you are to be amazing individuals in the body of Christ. I believe the best is yet to come, and I believe that God is doing something wonderful for the Point of Praise Family Life Center. Well, until the next time, let's stay in faith. Let's stay focused. Most of all, let's stay connected because together we make a difference. God bless you and have a wonderful week. See you on next week.